Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Happy nearly Christmas, everybody. Is that, isn't it a bit early for that? That's why I said nearly. Well, I suppose you could do that all year, couldn't you? It's 9th of December. Whilst we're recording. Yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13th it'll be when they're listening to this. Unless they listen to it next Friday. And in that case, it'll be like the 16th, 17th. It's as if you're listening to it in January. Yeah. It's not relevant in January, so don't bother. Turn no. It off. Go to a different one. That's not true, because you can, you can <laughs> use No, you could this. use the skills still. Yeah, exactly. You could, you could. Honestly, this is like the 58th week in a row you've tried people <laughs> tried to get people to turn off the episode. I say this at the end of it, like, you just tried to get rid of everyone. 20 seconds in. Anyway, turn this one off. It's no use. It's called reverse psychology, Phil. Doesn't work with no listeners. <laughs> Nobody listens. 58 episodes in, no one's listened to an episode yet. Because I keep telling them to turn it off. Yeah, in fact, for whatever reason, the first 30 seconds of every episode gets listened to and that's everyone disappears. Is that a true fact? No idea, I don't get that data. <laughs> Not a clue. I was like, well, you've not told me that. Do we need to do something about that? I mean, I think that's just the intro. So if, the turn, if they're coming just for the intro, then it's a strange thing to come and listen to, isn't it? Love it's, the intro. It's, it's a really bad intro as well. Actually, I, my podcast finished when I was in the gym the other day and I started playing and it's the first time I've listened to the intro, probably since we recorded it. It really needs redoing. Yeah, I want new music. The sound quality is awful. I want new audio from us works. to be fair we just moved in the house hadn't we and this office was empty so it's really like weird Echoing. quality yeah yeah yeah. it'll be much better the next one yeah i say much better if that one's a two out of ten this one'll definitely be at least a three <laughs> fingers crossed we'll do our best anyway yeah it's an actual office now so it's got like stuff in it to reverberate off oh is that is that what happens you've just used a word that i don't know what it means so yeah why it bounces not? back off it reverberate reverberate yeah this is what always confuses me about words, right? Why have we got the word reverberate when we've already got the word bounce? Like, who Variety. sat down? Who sat down and thought, do you know what? Let's make it more complicated. Variety is the spice of life. Is it? And the problem is, we were talking about this the other day. We're on words again. We need to just do a word podcast. Yeah. I, mean, um, podcasts are words, I don't know why. Why on earth does this happen? And I say this every time as well. Soz for being boring. This is why everyone turns off to 30 seconds. Oh, they hear us talking about words and go... Forget it, they're doing it again. Anyway, we were talking about thesauruses the other day, weren't we? <laughs> what a rock and roll lifestyle <laughs> we live. We were talking about thesauruses. <laughs> but we were. And we were saying about like how different words have different meanings. Like the same meaning, but also different meanings. Mm. So like it can be in under the word for the thesaurus, but have like a slightly different meaning. So it wouldn't work in the same sentence. And so it used to bug me that the kids at school would literally just pick any old word. And then we talked about like how Joey did it in Friends. Yeah, and just that. picked all the different words. I actually went and found the video as so well, didn't funny. I? We sat and watched it. Didn't and we? I remember actually saying to one of the kids, "Do you watch Friends?" 
because that's what your work sounds like and he understood what I meant and it was a great moment. His friend's not a little bit old well, for a, yeah. a, a ten-year-old. Kids watch anything these days. They were all watching Love Island when I was teaching them. I mean, that's a very different reason as to why I just a used to shut my ears and go la 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 when they started talking about it. It's funny because I used to do that when I was watching Love Island. <laughs> you loved it, don't I? Yeah, but I don't want everyone to know that. Right. Honestly, I hate rubbish TV. We've not watched it though this last few seasons, have we? We're not. We're not watching I'm a Celeb this time around either. No, just kind of forgot about it. I'm not gonna lie. Although I've seen a few. I could be wrong. Someone can correct me. I'm pretty sure half the episodes haven't even been shown. <laughs> the weather's the too bad. Yeah. Because it's still in England. <laughs> that is why they do it in Australia. Yeah. Doesn't work in Wales. <laughs> and if you're from Wales, you're not allowed to disagree with me. Anyway. Welsh Wales. Anyway, before Jen starts to insult and annoy more Welsh people. Yeah, third third of her Christmas series. Three fifths of the way through we are. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to the other two, then definitely go back and check them out because they were dead good, weren't they? Because they're banging. Got a lot of people dropping us messages saying it's really helped them. So. Mm-hmm. We, we did one on thoughts about earning Christmas foods and what to do then when families and friends blah, 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 rewind mm. and what to do when family and friends won't say no I really had to think about that one then because I've got all muddled up in my words I think now that we're 58 episodes in it's time I started editing them nah okay good real life in it what are we doing today though Jan? Um, help you take control of food over Christmas and specifically, starting 2022 with no food guilt. I think this one's going to be huge because I think mm. out of all five, this one's probably going to have the quickest impact in regards to the fact that we're going to give you some things that are actionable. Like so usually now, kind of first, second week of December, people are hitting that button, aren't they? It's got many different names, this button. We'll go with the PC version. The sod it button. Yeah. Yeah, rather than the one that begins with F. Yeah. The flipping heck, I'm going to hit that button. <laughs> that one, we'll not call it that. And then they say, I'll just go again next year. Because something's happened, or they've thought something, seen something, someone said something else. They've hit the sod it button and go, right, do you know what, I'm just going to go again do next year. Do you know year. what? That's it, I'm done. And this is coming from someone who used to do it every year. It's just that, well, there's no point in trying because there's just so much food. There's so many different things I'm going to. Like, what's the point? Yeah, that, almost, that would be what I did every year. You run head first at the side yeah. of the In fact, do you know what? In mo- I would say most times throughout the year, I'm going to take back what I just said. Most times throughout the year, what you would do is you would, something would happen and then you'd hit the button. I think Jen's hit the nail on the head there. You actually go searching for the button. Yeah. You actually go looking for it. You're like, no, I, I actually want to go and find it. Where is it? And then it comes down to that sort of self-sabotage, doesn't it? It's like you do things to so that you can hit it. It gives mm. you a little bit of sense of freedom. But this episode in itself, just this episode alone, is not only going to help you enjoy Christmas on another level, on a level that you've never enjoyed Christmas before. Because I think that is a really important note. Like, I think there's this assumption that we can only enjoy Christmas if we overeat. Exactly. But it's also going to stop you getting to January and thinking, right, how can I make up for December? Because... Have a think about it. Do you want to do that? Like we're going to, we're, Jen's going to talk you through the first step in a second, but do you really want to get to January? I mean, thinking, right, how can I make up for December? I know the answer's no. You don't want to do that, but you also want to hit the solid button. In fact, that's giving me a great idea for an Instagram post. But anyway, <laughs> forget about that. It's thinking, which one do I want to do? And hopefully this episode's going to help to change that. Yeah, because I think like, I just know that feeling so well. Like, I've lived it so many years of just, like, the pure regret and guilt about how much crap I've put into my body 
over and over again and I just feel horrific and for the last two years I've got to new year and just been like I enjoyed myself that felt good yeah I ate a little bit more but I'm all right with that and I'm just going to continue jumping back into my normal eating patterns and routines I ate a little bit more I drank a little bit more and I think that's essentially what we want to give people isn't it that um the tools to feel like that in January and we want to keep it really simple and actionable for you. So we're going to give you free things that you can literally start doing. Free? You don't free. have to pay for them. Free. Absolutely. <laughs> three free things. Three free things. Yeah. You don't have to pay for this episode. You're allowed to know. We're not taking money out of your account. This is free. Um, or are we? Mm. No, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> Jen, I can't even get stats for listeners. How am I supposed to take money out of their account? Come on. Um, I don't even edit the thing. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> don't. I'm still coughing when I laugh. Sorry. Um, oh, you're not ready for the joke at the end then. I know. Said that last week. <laughs> so, step one. Change your expectations of what is possible. I think the what a lot of people do is go into December feel like trying to achieve what they achieved in November. And I think it, it's, it's that idea of setting yourself up for failure. You're not setting goals that are achievable. So, if you're looking at your social calendar and everything that you've got coming up and you're still trying to track every morsel of food that goes into your body and getting out and doing your normal exercise routine at the same intensity, I don't know, whatever it may be, if you're trying to basically go into December with those same expectations, yet your December looks completely different to your November, then you're going to start feeling pretty guilty if you can't achieve those things. And then it feel it starts to feel impossible then you give up and then you feel guilty and then whoops there's that sonic button we've pressed it and i think it's if we can start now by managing our expectations and thinking about actually right what i have been doing isn't really achievable going into december so i need to rethink what my goals and intentions are for december so it could just be that instead of having a calorie target you just focus on having three meals and a snack something simple like that it might be that you you focus on that for most of december and then there's certain things where you go i'm not even going to think about that on that day and i'm just gonna go like let myself free a little bit but like i think it's just going into each day with an expectation of what success looks like and knowing that success can look different on each day dependent on what's going on and i think that's the main thing it's go into it with realistic expectations and don't think about december as the same as every other month absolutely 100 percent. and step two i want you to have a think about and it's gonna sound a little bit silly at first but what does your house look like at the minute what does your living room look like christmas tree yeah. what does what does every room look like has it got a pot of chocolate in every single one we sound talked like about melted, this last week sounded like melted chocolate then when i said that pot of chocolate just melted <laughs> But have a think about your house, have a think about your environment, have a think about how you've set up your house over Christmas and potentially also your office as well if you're working in an office, although based on the real change, I don't actually know if people are still allowed to do that anymore. Um, but when it comes to things like chocolate, you 100% definitely have permission to eat chocolate. However, if it's in your face 24-7, it's probably not making life easy for yourself. And you may have seen a post that I was going to say today, but that I did on Instagram last week, where I mentioned the fact that if you've got things like chocolate dotted about, it's so easy to reach your hand in and be like, I don't even remember eating them and they've all gone. 
I can't mm. even remember where that chocolate is gone. You just, every time you pass the ball, you pick one up and eat it, get to the end of the day and they've all gone. Yeah, they've disappeared. You're like, where, where, where have they gone? I can't even remember. And often it's because they're quite small, they're easy to get into. You can open one of those little Mars or whatever it is without even thinking. We know to just pull either side mm-hmm. and then you rip down the middle and then you slip it out and then you put it in your mouth and you chew it and you eat it. But you don't think about that because it's too easy too good at marketing we've done an episode on that as well but they're too good at marketing to know how easy it is for you to consume that chocolate so by the end of the day they're gone and you're like i don't even remember now what a lot of people do is they try to go to the absolute extreme of this where they either just don't buy it at all or they hide it in a place where they have absolutely no idea where it is and they make it so that it's so impossible for them to get it that they just end up at the shop getting the chocolate because all they can think about is that because they've set themselves the rule I'm not going to eat that chocolate. I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to let that happen again to me. So I'm just going to hide it. I'm going to I'm going to buy a safe. And I'm going to lock it in the safe. And I'm going to throw away the key so I can't get it. The problem is, as I've just been talking about, we just then crave it even more. What we want to do instead is put it somewhere. Well, you know where it is. It's in the cupboard. But instead of having it out in the table and in front of you 24-7, it's somewhere where you have to think about it if you want to go and get it. So it almost reduces the mindless side of it. So you have to think, right, I want to go and grab some chocolate. And you go and do it. It's not about telling yourself you're not allowed to. It's about not having it in front of you all the time. I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Just not having it in front of you. Because I think if it's in that cupboard, you've got to have made that conscious decision before you go and get it. And I think that's where the difference is. So it's not like you're eating it. And then you not realise you're even eating it. Mm. It's You've actually had to actively make the decision to go and get it. There's been a thought. Yeah, there's mm. been a thought. And that's what we want to create. We just want to create that pause. Mm. That pause so we can go, is this what I want right now? Rather than it already be in your mouth before you've even thought about the fact that you're eating it. And I think that's what Phil said. You can, you can 100% still eat that chocolate. But make sure it's a decision that you've made rather than something that happened. Rather than just mindlessly picking it up and then not exactly. Knowing it's but then yeah. I think step three sort of brings everything together, doesn't it? Yeah, this one as well is the one that, like, I always say, this feels a little scary to think about mm-hmm. and feels challenging. And I can guarantee you, before I even say this, you're going to say, "Yeah, but you don't know me, Jen." Like, if I did that, I would eat everything, and. I'll, I, I guarantee you somebody out there thinks that when I, when I say this now. So things like, or rules, should I say, that we create, like, I'm not going to eat chocolate, not not going to eat it, not or even, like, not going to eat it till this time, or, like, not, not going to wait until Christmas Day until you have any chocolates. But what that does is it switches on a little part of our brain, and that little part that we switched on in our brain then makes us think about that 24-7. Like, best example, we, we talk about it all the time, is when you want a new car, that is literally all you see on the road. And those cravings increase. You can't, until you can't think of anything else, and then you end up grabbing it because you, you just need to have it. There becomes a need, a, like an overpowering desire. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you say, like, you tell yourself you're not having it, and then literally, like, it's like chocolates everywhere. It's like it's floating through the sky. And it's not just chocolate. It applies to anything. I feel like we just talk about chocolate because it's very Christmas related, but mm-hmm. this does apply to any food. And and what happens then is you, because you then broken the rule that you set yourself, 
you feel like you failed, that triggers feelings of guilt, guilt then tends to lead to overeating and suddenly the full box of chocolate is gone. And I think a really great way of looking at this is telling yourself that you can have anything, but not everything. And what we mean by that is give yourself permission to eat however much you want, but be mindful about it because then you're not going to end up eating everything because you're making conscious decisions and you're really thinking about what you actually want and need in that moment rather than just mindlessly eating your way through things. So here what we're saying is what when when you say like, I'm going to eat as much as I want, you're, you probably won't have ever done that. You may think that you have, but you've probably only done it when you're already in the act of overeating and you go, right, well, I may as well just carry on and just eat all of this now. Whereas what we're saying here is having the intention beforehand to eat as much as you want and saying, I, I've got this box of chocolates here. I am going to eat as much as it as I want before I even actually do it is, is the difference here. And when was the last time you actually gave yourself permission, didn't create a rule around how much of something you were going to eat and just said, you can eat as much as you want and then went and ate that thing. Guarantee you it probably wasn't any time recently because what we often find is that myself included and all the clients that we tend to work with we spent so long living by rules from different diets and even rules that we've created out of habit and learnt behaviours for like childhood and things like that we've created all these rules in our head and and this is why we end up in these spirals so it's about taking those rules away and giving yourself that unconditional permission I think the unconditional is the important mm. part as well because a lot of people will... There's almost like a, a good rule, bad rule culture now where like a bad rule is when you say you're not allowed anything. But I, I hear people saying, like, oh, no, I can have anything I want as long as it goes into my calories. There's your rule. Yeah. I can have anything rules. I want, mm. but as long as I don't eat more than three. There's your rule. Like you've, It doesn't really matter how nice it is, how you dress it up. It's still a rule. And the, the same still applies. You're putting a cap on what you can and can't do. And so you're still, let's say, for example, you say, I'm not going to have any chocolate. As soon as you eat it, you're not going to feel guilty. If you say, well, I'll only have three. As soon as you've had three, you want the fourth one because there's a rule. You have the next one. You have your fourth one. You feel guilty. Yeah, and I think that that, that is huge. And a lot of people worry about that because of this lack of self-control. But it's like we said, it's very, very different losing control when you feel like you've done something wrong to eating when you've given yourself permission to do it there's a huge difference between the two and actually just to give you an example of this I said this to a client actually earlier on this week and I was like you know what you you might eat more to start off with because you spent so long denying yourself of that food you might eat more but what happens is there's going to come a point where you actually go oh actually it's there all the time like I don't need to like shovel it in because I don't know when my next bit's coming. Like it's, I'm not breaking any rules. Like I can literally have it whenever I want. I, like there's some in the cupboard all the time. Like it, it loses its shine. Like we did it with bagels, didn't we? We had bagels, like we ate them all in like a day. And then the next day we got some more because you wanted them for training. And then we ate them in a few days. And then by the I don't, end- I don't train with bagels, by the way. I don't want them for training. I don't go in the gym and like lift bagels. <laughs> Eat before for energy. Yeah. Um. So... And then, like, by the week after, there was, like, two bagels just sat on the microwave for, like, 
ages, wasn't there? Like, because they'd lost the shiny newness. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we've got bagels in. And, like, we started buying different biscuits and I was eating the biscuits so quickly and now we're buying those biscuits all the time. I'm like, oh, well, they're just there. Like, I don't, I don't need to, like, eat them all because they're shiny and new. Like, they're just there all the time. It's just there. And it's a really difficult thing to get your head around. And like I said, going back to that story, I told the client to do this. And she'd been going into co-op on the way home from work, eating chocolate, buying loads of chocolate, shoveling it all in to the point she was feeling sick at night and then feeling really bad about it. And she was doing this on repeat every day. And she was like, I, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, what foods are you getting? And it turns out she was getting all these foods she felt like she shouldn't. She wasn't buying any, any in on her weekly shop. She was having to go out and get them. So therefore, that was creating that rule that there were foods that she shouldn't be eating. So I was like, well why do you why do you doing that and she was like well they're the foods that are like when I was on Slimming World and things like that like I, di- I didn't feel like I could and I said right well give yourself permission to eat however much you want whenever you want I said it might lead you to eat it more like first off but you need to start re- recognizing that you can have it whenever you want next day she puts in a post uh, into our little Facebook group she left half a dinner and she turned down a chocolate because she recognized she didn't want it and she was like that literally has never happened and that was literally just from giving her that exact tool that I've just given to you just there and it might not be that easy for everyone but it's powerful like it's really powerful it might take a little bit of time but you can get to that point if you allow yourself that unconditional permission 100% and that's the thing that people don't do they don't give themselves permission and then the struggle start but I think the big thing about this episode is the three things that we've just given you there you can do them straight away so right now you can sit down and completely change your expectations for the next few weeks and change what your focus points are. You can go around the house now and manage your environment to make it a little bit easier for you throughout the next few weeks. And you can do this straight away exactly where you sat now. You can give yourself unconditional permission to eat. But what you might need to do with that third one is keep reminding yourself. Keep reminding yourself, I've got unconditional permission to eat this. And that is one, as we said, that can be so powerful and will bring those other two things together. Yes. So, on the spot, are you ready? I am, but you've put on the podcast notes, Jen puts Phil, not he spot. <laughs> you wrote him. <laughs> I've put on the podcast notes, Jen puts Phil, not he spot, instead of on the spot. <laughs> Jen puts Phil, not he spot. Hey, this question's from another Jen. Fantastic. Oh, I like that. I do. Are you ready for it? It's Christmas theme one as well. Get in. And it's really stupid, so I like it. Are you Santa? <laughs> Imagine. Would you rather... I've... <laughs> Would you rather? Have have Christmas tree tinsel for her. Have yes. <laughs> I want her back. Yes, that one. Forget it. Can someone sort me that out? <laughs> I'm imagining like a Medusa situation, but with Christmas tree tinsel. I'll take it. A green and red and gold. <laughs> silver. Or fingernails that light up like Christmas lights. Oh, that's tough now. <laughs> that oh, would be quite fun, wouldn't it? Do I want my hair back or do I want my fingernails to light up? Can't work out. Do I get this forever? Or just on Christmas Day? No, it's not specified. What's the question again? Would you rather have Christmas tree tinsel for her or have fingernails that light up like Christmas lights? Oh, so I could have it. I think the... Um, oh, it's tough, in it? Because I do want... I want my, do you know what? No, I'm over being bald. Let's have the fingernail thing. Fingernail thing. Can she sell that out for me? <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be class because I could use that all year round. We did put them in your beard one year, didn't we? Yeah, that was an absolute palaver, wasn't it? No, it was great. They were well annoying. So my mum my and dad go to church and we took Phil to church on Christmas morning, first time ever, and I made him put Christmas lights in his beard. That's not the first time I've ever been to church. <laughs> no, but like first that time church. you've been to um, that church. Yeah, I hated it. it was just, do you know what it was? It was like I had a Christmas tree on my face. So like it was just there flashing at all times. It was just really 
it got to a point where I was like, oh, it's really funny. But then after that half an hour of sat there, the lights flashing in my beard, I was like, this is genuinely annoying now. <laughs> like, it's actually getting to a point where Christmas tree lights have become annoying, which is not a place I ever wanted to get to. No. But I think on my fingers, I could choose when it was on and when it wasn't. Very good point. But yeah, um, I'm going to choose that one. Thank you. Thank you for that question, because oh. I, liked, I liked it a lot. I mm, love that one. All right, you ready to learn I'll burn this week's joke, Jen? Yeah. Okay. Is this it Christmas one themed as well? Is. Mm, no. No. Okay. Not at all. But, right, when this joke got sent in, I thought you'll either love this or I'll mess up the punchline and we'll have to re record the whole episode. Because I've honestly spent a long time trying to get this punchline right. It's genuinely difficult. All right, okay, go on. I'm going to say it slowly. Slowly. I ran into the office this morning mm. and I switched the M and the N keys around on as many keyboards as I could. Some might call me a monster, but the rest are definitely going to knee me a mon- monster. <laughs> Told you I'd get it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to call knee a monster is what I meant to say at the end. I got to go away with The hardest bit is you're supposed to say going... <laughs> Going, which isn't a word, so there's an M. In going, going. Going to call me a nomster. Can you see why that's so difficult to say? I almost think that made it funnier. The rest are definitely going to call me a nomster. <laughs> anyway, I ran into the office this morning, switched the M and N keys around on so many keyboards as I could. Some might call me a monster, but the rest are definitely going to call me a nomster. That one. That's, that's a proper use of that. That's a Christmas joke. I almost want that to be in a crap. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody's ears. Mm. Oh, yeah, I like that one a lot. It's good in that, isn't it? Yeah, it's I good. I know like that. Yeah. Um, right, I think episode 59, we start editing a little bit. We get the coughs out. We get Reggie's barks mm. out. I'm sorry if you could hear him grumbling in the background. He's just not happy, is he? He's not happy. He's not, he's not on the we podcast. We try so well. hard. It's so difficult to record a full podcast without him interrupting, isn't it? We'll just bring him in, I think. No. That'll be worse because then we'll be shouting, no, Reggie, no, Reggie, ah, ah, leave it, uh, all the way through the blooming podcast because that's all we do in life. Yeah, like robots, it's ridiculous. Anyway, there's three things for you to action. (laughs) Have an absolutely incredible Christmas and to head into 2022 without any food girl, which is going to be sensational. And also, you can just action them throughout the year as well. Absolutely, Transferable skills. You can change your expectations when you've got a busy week coming up. You can manage your environment to ensure that life's a little bit easier and you can give yourself unconditional permission to eat for the rest of your life, not just for Christmas. Unconditional (laughs) permission to eat is for life, not just for Christmas. My dogs. And how great would it feel to be going into 2022 going, do you know what, I really enjoyed food this Christmas and I'm all right with all the decisions I made and I feel happy about just kind of hopping back into... Where I was at before that. Do you know what would be better than that? What? If you shared this episode to someone and they felt that as well. Oh, yeah. Spread the love, baby. Right. If you don't listen to any more podcasts between now and 2022, have a sensational Christmas. Please do. Have a sensational year. And give me one good reason why you've not come back to listen to the next episode. (laughs) Because I'm not happy. Anyway, have an incredible week and we will catch you next week. Ta-ra.